Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, here we go. Three o'clock hour on the Hawken and Crowder Faux Radio Row, Poe Radio Row, Super Bowl week extravaganza. And there is a lot going on. Obviously, the uh, NBA trade deadline, the Super Bowl, UM's big win over Duke last night, Panthers' big win over the Lightning last night. We're going to talk with Josh Appel. This hour, by the way, you know, Marlins Fan Fest. He's the Marlins public address announcer. Their Fan Fest is this Saturday at Marlins yeah. Park. So it's going to be baseball season before you know it, young Crowder. I got an invite from Xavier Edwards. Look at you. I think that's his name. I don't know that his name, but Jazz Chisholm was at the UM Duke game last night. Who said that? Did, did he yeah. have on a million dollars worth of jewelry? He had a lot of jewelry on. Uh, they did a bad job, I thought, introducing him. They didn't make a big deal out of it. Like they they brought out the UM baseball team to throw T-shirts into the stands, which was cool. And then, kind of, he's like the PA announcer was like, "Here's the UM baseball team. We got some T-shirts. Baseball season starts a week from Friday, and they're throwing the shirts." And then, as they're walking off, they're like, "And Jazz Chisholm as well." I don't know. It was like. Uh, it was like he was the throwaway. I didn't understand it, but <laughs> anyway, makes sense. It's a good celebrity there. Rick Barry was there last night as well. I thought they did a bad job. It was a great crowd last night. Great energy at the Watsko Center. They did a terrible job with Rick Barry as well. Dan Radakovich walks out with them. They go, it's like the first break, and they go, we're going to honor Rick Barry, ladies and gentlemen. And he walks out there with Dan Radakovich with a basketball. He waves to both sides. And they say, UM basketball legend, Rick Barry. And he walks off. And, you know, I went to the, I was, I was at the game last night with Whittingham. He's a big basketball fan. Most of the people in that arena, you know, the students for sure, they have no idea who Rick Barry is. No. None. They didn't give any background when they introduced him. None. It's a 305. Dale. 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 Thank you, Jimmy. Jimmy was very active texting me yesterday on my phone with every goal that the Panthers scored and every basket that UM scored. 305 Alarm on the Hockman and Crowder Show is sponsored by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1-800-747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Yeah, I just thought it was, again, it was a great night last night. We had fun there, you know, leading up to the game. Um but it was, yeah, a couple moments that I thought really could have uh, sent that crowd into a frenzy. To me, Jazz Chisholm should have had a big introduction, and Rick Barry should have had at least some background given. So, you know, the younger people in the, in the Watsko Center knew who they were looking at. It was, it was, uh, it was uh, very strange. They didn't even mention his jersey in the rafters? Nothing. When oh. I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Rick Barry. Wave, wave, 
I, I would submit to you half the people in the Watsko Center didn't know if Rick Barry was Rick Barry and Dan Radakovich was Dan Radakovich or if Dan Radakovich was Rick Barry and Rick Barry was Dan Radakovich. <laughs> That's not a good job, Dan. I don't, I don't even know what I just there. said there, by the way. <laughs> anyway, let, uh, we have Josh Appel joining us this hour. Let's get headlines. Start out the 3 o'clock hour with Alejandro Solana. They need a little... Who, uh... I, I would guess Solana... I obviously produced the show yesterday, but I would, I would guess... For real, he doesn't know who Rick Barry is until we were talking about him. And I guess, my guess, he doesn't know what Lane Bryant is. Lane Bryant, legendary college football coach. <laughs> did you did you understand Crowder's Lane Bryant joke or no? No, of course I didn't. <laughs> you, he has I get different... such a kick out of that. See, now we're watching each other in the show, and I don't really stare at Solana. When we're in the studio, I, I don't look over as much. Now I'm looking straight at him. Right. He has he has different smiles, and I'm starting to figure out what they are, and I know his I don't know what the hell's going on smile. Because he was smiling at your Lane Bryant joke, and then Arande brought it up again at the end of the interview, Lane Bryant, and we were cackling, laughing, but you, I had a feeling Solana had no idea. None. Yeah. It's a big and tall shop. Yeah. For women, like like famous big and tall shop for women. If you if a woman shopped, you know, and again, you, you can't say this in 2023, but if a woman shopped at Lane Bryant, there's a great scene in the office. Michael Scott is looking to date. He doesn't have a girlfriend, and he's asking people in the office to set him up with a woman. And one of the employees there, Phyllis, is like, "Oh, I have a great friend for you. She's got a great personality." and He's like, you know, so he's trying to find out her size and, and she kind of won't, she kind of won't, you know, spill the beans. And he says, well, let me ask you this. If we went, if we went canoeing together, could we both fit in the canoe? And, you know, and finally she's like, no, Michael, you could not both fit in the canoe. Like he, he got her. Um, but that was like Lane Bryant was always a dead giveaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's a and he's a man, Solana. So like, big and tall women's shop, Lane yeah. Bryant. It was funny. Did you I, really I, think it was a college football coach? I don't know what I thought it was, but I mean, everybody else seemed to think it was hilarious. So I laughed along. Did you? Did, mean, you, did you, you? You you kind of melded Lane Kiffin and Bear Bryant and created a Lane Bryant. I created a Lane, Lane Bryant. <laughs> a hell of a coach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, let's get uh, let's get headlines here with Alejandro Solana. Weird, they didn't do like a highlight montage of Rick Barry. That that that's really weird. It was odd. I'm telling you, it was it was so odd. And, and again, I'm not criticizing last night because you can imagine how fun it was. I mean, yeah. they rolled Duke from the opening tip on, so it was fun. It was packed. It was just a really fun night. There were two moments that I thought really could have um, been presented better. One was Rick Barry, and the other was Jazz Chisholm. Your headlines, they're driven by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks, 8159 was the final. Kane Hoops back on Saturday, they host Louisville. It seemed like every possession down the stretch was just wide open lane for a tomahawk dunk for the canes it was it was crazy. great it was great i'll tell you another thing that they could have improved upon my tickets i mean was i up in the bleachers i'm a um broadcast legend 
And my guest was another UM broadcast legend, Chris Whittingham, arguably more successful than I am in his 20s. I mean, we were so far up in a high corner. I, I Half the time, I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> were you in Rome? Were you were in the big arenas? Of the car? It, it was you terrible. Were, it was, I couldn't believe. From the stage. After we, I mean, we have Jim Laranega breaking his normal game day routine to walk over, sit down with us uh, an hour and a half before the game starts, and then UM gives me my tickets, and I'm walking, and I'm walking, and I'm walking. I, I, I sat closer to Rick Barry's jersey than Rick <laughs> Barry, and I should have been sitting near Rick Barry. So you think that the game day operators, you know, they had their meeting and said, we have Jazz Chisholm coming, we have Rick Barry, Mark Hockman. We, you think that's the way the conversation went, huh? Well, I don't think they talked about any of us based on the way that Rick Barry was presented, based on where I sat, and, and based on how Jazz Chisholm was kind of mentioned as an afterthought. But I had the best time. I don't want to get this twisted. Hawk, what about we were on the riser, Solana, and the, what, the, the, campus, the campus radio station broadcast the game as well? It's a little young kid. He's probably 21. Probably 19 to be honest. Yeah, he, didn't have, even. he didn't have facial hair. And he was like, Hey, and I was like, Oh, my, you know, we were up there and they had this Russians. So I was like, Man, my bad, you know, you know, you know, proud of you, do your thing, you know, all my, it's the, the same crap I say to every child. And I was like, Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a UM radio legend right here. Oh, yeah, 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 him, yeah, him. Yeah, nobody, and, and one of the, one of the players came off the bench to come up and say, uh, Hi to Crowder, love your podcast or whatever. Yeah. Sitting there, I got you University of Miami colors on, you know. Crowder's sitting there in a Dolphins shirt because he won't rep UM. Very disrespectful to me all night. But a great night. I, I don't want I don't want this to get twisted. Hulk, what, what, just quickly lay out what the night was supposed to look like for you. No, no, no. Everything was great. I should have been sitting closer. Let's be honest. I should have been sitting closer. I'm I'm, I'm walking. Uh, Lee Sterling was there last night. He texted me. Uh, he said, oh, you're in the building? Yeah, where are you? I was embarrassed to tell him. And my row had two letters on it. You know how it goes A, B, C, D, and then it gets yeah. up to Z. And then if it goes higher, they start A, A, B, B, C, C. Yeah, I had double letters on my ticket. So you were up there. I was up there. Yeah, I drove down at the behest of the university. That's all right, though. They won. That's all that mattered to me. Yes, yeah. You were cheering from afar. We go watch FIU. I'll put you on the wood, Hawk. Huh? I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> put you on the, the wood. Seats are no good unless your foot's on the wood. <laughs> Y'all play inside? <laughs> Um, Panthers, they crushed the Lightning 7-1. to one. Uh, I don't know if we have time right now, but we got to talk about that video that's circulating. Uh, Stanley C. Panther was was bullied last night. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Do you believe that that's real? Oh. Because it was I like did. a Lightning fan that was pulling his jersey over his head a la a hockey fight. I, I don't know because so many of those things are staged. People, those things go viral all the time of, you know, somebody uh, asking a girl to marry him and, and she 
is drinking a beer and does a spit take or whatever. And it, it's all yeah. done by game ops. So I didn't know when I saw that if I believed that or not. I didn't think it was real, but watching it over and over at the end, you're talking, and I'm with you. There's a bunch of state stuff, but at the end, it usually exposed or they'll hug or like laugh it off. There was no, I don't I see enough. I was videos. just standing there. It wasn't even like he, he left. Like he was yeah. just kind of standing there. It was awkward. It was awkward. And if it was staged, there would have been some sort of crowd reaction, right? People would have noticed, hey, this is happening here. And that never took place. Like, nobody was acknowledging the situation. The usher and, and Stanley C. Panther's handler were both there. And nobody was, like, doing anything. The whole situation was very uncomfortable, honestly, watching the video over and over again. It looked it real. Wasn't it wasn't that bad. And if you're Stanley C. Panther's handler, wouldn't you... Handle him not to get his ass. That's that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, why like weird, that's though. why the whole thing struck me as odd. But I I didn't even think it was that bad. It wasn't even like he was punching and kicking him. Like he was just pull, pulling his jersey over his head. <laughs> Regardless, the Panthers won seven one. I mean, who cares? Plus, where's Chuck. Victory Rat at? Like, shouldn't he be yeah. there to have his back? Yeah, that's true. If Albert Butch fought up Stanley, if Albert fought in the swamp, Albert is on the way, son. <laughs> Uh, the Miami Heat didn't make a trade today. Dwayne Dedman is no longer part of the Miami Heat organization. He's been shipped out along with a second-round pick to the San Antonio Spurs. The Heat have two open roster spots open now out of their 15. Kyle Lowry, we learned, will miss the next three games. Maintenance on that knee. He'll be reevaluated after the three missed games. Trade deadline's Thursday, 3 p.m. Just a little verbiage. Uh, you know, clarity. Is it a trade if you don't get anything back? Well, there was cash considerations. What they get, like $150,000 or something? Yeah, something like Enough to buy a Lambo, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. So was, did, I, usually you're trading. Yeah. Trade means I give you, you give me. We're no, they a lot of they, giving and no receiving. Yeah, San Antonio had cap space. I think they're going to cut him real quick, um, and then he'll just be a free agent. What else am I missing? Oh, uh, the Miami Hurricanes appear to have a new defensive coordinator. Comes from Marshall or Tulane and Marshall. Very, very complicated. Lance Gildry is your new defensive coordinator. Or Gidry. Is there an L? I don't think so. Oh, I wrote Gildry. It's Gidry? Gidry. Gidry, Lance Gidry. Hey, it's his first day. You got to give me give me some time to learn it. <laughs> Lance Gidry. <laughs> There's no else. Give me a couple days to learn his name. Uh, your weather. You will not have it by May. Your weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm. Your accidentattorneys.com. <clears throat> Call them 866-954-MORE. Right now, partly cloudy in South Florida. Tonight, the lows will drop into the upper 60s that is your weather josh appel will join us next we can talk some panthers with him some marlins we can actually talk about lance gidry with him because he knows him so uh he'll join us in the next segment you're listening to the hawk and crowder show holy cannoli hawk and crowder we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Josh Appel is on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. He's the public address announcer for the Miami Marlins. Marlins will be playing baseball soon, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, he does play-by-play nationally for Sports USA and Stadium. And uh, Marlins, I mentioned this to you earlier. First of all, Jazz Chisholm was at the UM Duke game last night. Uh, several Marlins were in attendance. But FanFest is coming up this Saturday. So I'll start there before we talk some sports appell. FanFest for the Marlins is Saturday. What goes on there? So, of course, you get to meet a bunch of players, come out to the ballpark, uh, and I think the most important thing that people are excited about is the special announcement that Jeff Conine is going to be making on Saturday. Conine back with the organization, and there's a a very – a lot of buildup for this announcement that he's going to make on Saturday. I think a lot of people are going to be very happy uh, once they hear it. What is it? And you get to hear me. Yeah, what is it? What is it? Tell us. Uh, Come to FanFest and you'll find out. (laughs) Hmm. All right. We'll have to go to FanFest on Saturday. Do you think the the Marlins have made some good offseason moves? Are they putting together a decent little ball club here, Appel? Yeah. I mean, look, they already had the pitching to compete with anybody, the starting pitching to compete with anybody um, in the NL. Uh, Sandy's going to be back at the top of the rotation. If Jesus Lazardo can build off the season he had last year, Trevor Rogers, can he bounce back? Edward Cabrera was fantastic, and they brought in uh, Johnny Cueto as well, who had a really solid season when he already right around 3-3 last year uh, for the White Sox. And then, of course, you know, the, the trade for your guys' favorite, Luis Arraiz from Minnesota. Arraiz. We gave up we, we gave up pillows, unfortunately, Pablo Lopez uh, to the Twins to get Arraiz, but he is, uh, you know, a guy in his, just entering his prime, coming off a batting title in the AL. Beat out Aaron. The reason Aaron Judge didn't win the Triple Crown last year is because Luis Arise had the better batting average. Um, hopefully, you know, Avisayel Garcia can bounce back. Jorge Soler can stay healthy. Uh, Gene Segura, a very good addition. Uh, he'll be the third baseman, and, you know, and he fills a need for this team. Last year, they kind of struggled against left-handed pitching. Uh, they, they were near the bottom of the league in that category. But, you know, Segura mashes against lefties, so he'll be a nice addition to the lineup. And, you know, they got this closer, Matt Barnes, or a, a high-leverage arm in the bullpen, Matt Barnes, not the one you're thinking of meeting you in Temecula uh, from the NBA. <laughs> but Matt Barnes, very different Matt Barnes, uh, comes over from the Red Sox as a former All-Star. Uh, get him with Mel Stottlemyre, make him a part of Mel's uh, Stotts. Uh, Mel's Tots, I think, is the shirt they wear. I, I, it's like Scott's Tots, but it's no, it's Stotts Tots. How did I screw that up? It's Stotts Tots, like Scott's. I love the fact that you said it's Mel's Stotts, as if that was anything. (laughs) It's Stotts Tots. I got there eventually. That's all that matters. Mel's Stotts. Uh, (laughs) Look, hey, listen, I'm excited about this year's team. I think they can surprise some people. And, Josh, I'm no Tommy Lasorda, so I I ask very general baseball Mm. questions. But – like, to your point, like, we had the Cy Young winner last year in Sandy. We had a good bullpen and all that stuff. We just couldn't score no damn runs. Like, a rise comes. Is that enough? Who's going to hit this damn ball, bro? Look, Jazz has got to stay healthy. He's the catalyst to this lineup. But you add a guy like a right there, give him some protection at the top. 
Gene Segura was very good for the Phillies last year on their way to their uh, World Series run that fell just short, but against Houston. So there are guys that have a, a history of performing in this league. Uh, I know, you know, I, I can't imagine Avisail Garcia is going to come back and have the same season he had last year. If you think he's not motivated to perform at a level that he signed for, they gave him a lot of money. You know, I, I don't think anybody is happy, and they shouldn't be, with his performance last year. And it starts, you know, he said as much. Uh, he's dropped a lot of weight. He looks like he's in great shape. Uh, Jorge Soler, before he got hurt, was on pace to hit right around 25, 30 homers. I and mean, there are guys in this lineup, if they stay healthy, uh, that can produce. I mean, Garrett Cooper, he had a big slide right after the All-Star break, uh, but he stayed healthy for most of the year last year, had one injury hiccup late, but he was an All-Star a season ago. Uh, Jacob Stallings at the bottom of the order. He got a really slow start offensively. He's not even really in there for his offense. He's a former Gold Glove winner, but he started to pick it up offensively the last month or two of the season. Like I said, there's some things to be excited about uh, with this team. And like I said, it's health. This team needs to stay healthy, and I think they can uh, they can make some noise, as they say. Um, this is our faux Radio Row week, or Poe Radio Row. We don't have the money to go to Radio Row, so we're on Poe Radio Row. Um, and, and the Marlins, again, their Fan Fest is this Saturday at the ballpark. Um, but I didn't want to spend faux Radio Row week talking about the Marlins. I obviously want to talk some hockey. Did the, uh, mm. did the Panthers, was that a statement win last night? Because obviously we know what they need to do after the All-Star break. It's not going to be easy. But last night was as emphatic a victory over Tampa, especially, that you will ever see. It always feels good when you beat Tampa like that. And I think that the stat was it was their first win over the Lightning in over 400 days, which includes the playoffs, obviously. They played really well against them in the regular season last year, but we know how uh, the second round went. If you think back to the last game before the All-Star break, the win against Boston, that almost felt like cathartic in a way. They finally like felt like them from last year. Over the last 15 games, they're 9-4-2. and two. And when you have a nice little stretch with your third-string goalie right before a week-long break, you always wonder, how are they going to come out out of, the, out of that long break? I'm not really certain you could draw up any better of a result. I mean, that team looked fast, refreshed rejuvenated all of the above like the team that we saw last year. And you're going to add Anthony Duclair back into the fold in a week and a half, two weeks. If that you get Bobrovsky, look, if Sergei Bobrovsky is going to give you performances like he gave you last night, this team is going to go on a run. They're top five in the NHL and goals scored. The reason they're where they're at above all else, as we've talked about plenty on this show is the inconsistent goaltending They're again, if they're going to get this from Bob, they are primed and ready to go on a run. They've got San Jose coming in on Thursday looking for their first uh, three-game uh, winning streak of the season. Alexander Barkov had a little injury scare last night, took a shot off the hand, didn't return. But Paul Maurice said that, you know, despite the fact that he didn't practice today, might not practice tomorrow, he should be in the lineup on Thursday, which is a huge thing for the Panthers. But, you know, it's an optimist rhymes. James Reimer revenge game coming against the Sharks in a couple days. Uh, it's, a, it's a big one. The Sharks don't sleep on them, especially James Reimer. <laughs> and Josh, this might he be made himself laugh. 
I mean, it's smooth. Full radio road. I'm don't sleep on the sharks and James Reimer. I thought you were going to say the San Jose Sharks are not putzing around this year. (laughs) Well, you know, listen, listen. If the Panthers are going to make a run here and make the playoffs, they cannot putz around at home (laughs) against teams like the Sharks coming in here on Thursday. That is true. He's he said a mouthful there, Crowder. Hi, <laughs> Josh. The uh, and this might be recency bias because of the All Star Game, and then you know last night is Kachuk the face of this organization already? Because hell, five points last night, and then he was an All Star Game representing. Is he the face of the team? Not just representing in the All Star Game, he was the MVP of the All Star Game. Uh, it, it it has been so cool to see how this fan base has embraced Matthew Kachuk, how he has embraced playing down here. They've got him for seven more years. You, the Panthers is a team, top uh, five in the NHL in goals scored. Matthew Kachuk himself is in the top five points production-wise in the NHL after his five-point night last night. He has just been a model of consistency for this team all season long. And while they do miss Mackenzie Weger a lot on the back end, I mean, Matthew Kachuk's production, I mean, good luck the rest, of the, the rest of the Eastern Conference for the next eight years dealing with him and, and Barkov and Verhage playing together. And that's just three of the guys that are going to be part of this core uh, for a long time. I mean, Matthew Kachuk, I, I think from the moment he said, um, you know, I, don't like, I didn't like Edmonton when I was in Calgary, but I hate Tampa more, I think that was the moment that this fan base, like, immediately connected with him and he connected uh, with the fans. It has just been a, a real joy to watch him. And it's really, you know, it, it's tough shoes to fill, replacing one of the franchise's best players of all time in Jonathan Uberdo, and someone who should have his jersey retired when it gets to that. And, I mean, wow. It, it has been so impressive and such a joy to watch him play hockey on a nightly basis. Josh Appel is with us. Do you know anything about Lance Guidry? The uh, apparently the new defensive coordinator for the University of Miami? As a matter of fact, I do. As a matter of fact, I do. How about that, right? You want me to tell you what I know <laughs> about Are you going to tease it like the Jeff Conine <laughs> announcement, or are you going to tell us? Oh, well, you'll have to see in the next uh, four seconds. No, uh, Jeff Conine is going to tell you Saturday at FanFest for the exactly. Marlins about Lance Gidry. <laughs> Low Depot Park, be there. Um, <laughs> look, he's his Marshall defense last year – was in the top 25 in a ton of categories. That Marshall defense was serious. They went into Notre Dame, and they shut down. What eventually we learned wasn't a great offense, and people still had a lot of faith in it at the time. Um, and we're talking about Notre Dame as a legitimate you know, contender, potentially, as a top-10 team. They ended up having a decent season in, this, in their first year under Marcus Freeman, but that Marshall hiccup at the end of the year, due in large part to Lance Guidry's defense, uh, with the Thundering Herd. He had just been hired by Tulane, a team that beat USC in the Cotton Bowl, uh, New Year's Six Bowl, back in January. Uh, he was a highly sought-after guy. I really like this hire. He's a guy who was, and I was reading about, uh, reading about him a little bit before I came on, and he's a guy who can evaluate talent really well, and he can scheme up a defense. And you would think that you know Marshall has really good talent there now for where they play, and some, you know, some really good players, a couple here and there that could play in, in the Power Five level, but the talent, despite what happened against Middle Tennessee last year, you would imagine, is better than what Gidry had in the G5 Group of Five schools he was at prior. 
Uh, I think it's a really good under-the-radar hire for Miami uh, with a guy who's proven he can scheme up a really good defense against good teams with talent that might not be at that level. And why does UM steal all their coaches from other teams? Why don't they just sign them initially? (laughs) Well, I mean, isn't that how every school hires every coach from somewhere else? No, no, no. He doesn't leave. He doesn't leave Marshall. Go to Tulane and then go to Miami within a three-day span. Most guys lose their job or leave and go straight to their school. The same thing happened with Manny Diaz. He was in Temple and went and stole it from Temple. Well, we y'all went and stole it from Temple. Oh, Miami's a better because Miami's a better Miami's a better gig than Temple or Tulane. That's true. I mean, you're you're competing with Power Five money there. They just got Power 5 money when my man Ruiz got involved. They had Power 1 money about two years ago. And Luis Arias got, got involved. What's, what's his name? What's Ruiz? his name, Abel? Luis Arias. Arias. Luis Arias. Um, anyway, I gotta. we're going to run out of time, but i got to get to a Super Bowl question because it is full radio row. We know that you said last week when you were on with us that Philadelphia is not putzing around. I'm wondering if anything has happened over the course of the last few days that has led you to change uh, what you think might happen on Sunday. No. In fact, after seeing that somebody at uh, media day yesterday asked Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Eagles, if the Super Bowl was a must-win game, and he responded seriously, straight-faced, one word, yeah, I'm even further entrenched <laughs> that the Eagles are not putzing around this Sunday. All right. <laughs> and, and Josh, another thing we were just talking about earlier with Travis Kelsey, you know, I love football, but when people ask me, how do you t- cover Travis Kelsey? I say pray because it's, I don't know what a skimmick part of it, but you call a lot of games. You've watched the greatest tight ends. You've seen Hall of Famers. How do you, you can't stop him. How do you slow down Travis Kelsey? Great question. I think there are 31 other teams in the NFL that are trying to uh, figure <laughs> yes. that question out. <laughs> I, I mean, bring look, up the Lord just... when they ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, double them, I guess, and hope that works because they're not as talented at receiver as they were before. But you got to have an athlete that can go up against it because a lot of – look, a lot of his big plays, yeah, he's figuring out a way to get open, but it's almost like he's boxing out, like he's going up for a rebound a lot of times. And him and Mahomes have this incredible chemistry together where, just for example, you know, if Mahomes is rolling out to his right and Kelsey can just improvise and put a stop on a dime when he's got a DB or a linebacker chasing him, like it's just the the chemistry they have is so incredible to watch. And like I said, there are 31 other teams in this league that are trying to figure out how you stop them. And I don't think you really can. You just hope to limit them. You know, you know that they're going to connect a bunch during a game. You just you can try and do your best to limit the damage. I mean, he's just had an, those two have had an unbelievable run together. It's it's been really really impressive to watch, and they've got one of the best offensive minds in the history of football scheming things up for them. What do you think about Andy taking Reed. a flyer on uh, Travis Kelsey as uh, Super Bowl MVP plus eight hundred? Is that a flyer? If it's Travis Kelsey, I mean, I guess so because I mean, you know, how plus eight hundred. When's the last time a tight end won Super Bowl MVP? Right, but I guess my my unless like one of the touchdowns is a huge game winner or something, and it's his second or third of the game. I don't know how like 
Patrick Mahomes wouldn't win it in that spot, right? Like if, if Kelsey's catching two or three touchdowns, are they going to give Travis Kelsey the MVP or are they going to give it to the guy who's throwing it to him? And well, you know, I mean, I, if, that, if they have a run, if they have a run heavy game and Kelsey ends up with three touchdowns, three receiving touchdowns and, and Mahomes looked, you know, average, not great. Like you could see Travis Kelsey. I think, no. Yeah. To answer your question, worth a flyer, worth a flyer, only a flyer though. All right. Maybe we'll take a flyer on that. Josh Appel, public address announcer for the Miami Marlins. Marlins Fan Fest is this Saturday at Lone Depot Park. Have a good time out there and let us know what Jeff Conine has to say next week. (laughs) I will will call you up immediately after, and I will tell you. Are they teasing a big announcement from Jeff Conine? They are. What could it be? I don't know. You'll have to go to FanFest on Saturday at Lone Depot Park to find out. Can you just text me after this segment? <laughs> eh, we'll see. Like, is it big for the organization, or does he have a kid on the way? Like, right. Like, is it, is it the return of Conine's uh, restaurant? What was it called? Ooh. You know, I really liked the Conine restaurants. They had TVs in every table, every booth. It was the first rest sports bar that I'd ever seen them do that at. I really liked Conine's uh, sports bar back in the day. It was. It was a great sports bar. I liked it there too. Uh, apparently, we're nice. the only two. No, I'm about to say <laughs> <laughs> it could have been that nice. Uh, right. No, Josh, you, you guys, everybody's going to like that announcement. Trust me, it's going to be a fun one, and it, it's going to get the fans excited. I think. All right, we're excited for it. Josh Appel, Miami Marlins public address announcer. Thank you, Appel. Thank you guys for having me. There you go. All right, we'll. Uh, We'll continue on in the uh, in the 4 o'clock hour. Don't forget, we'll do 15 minutes of heat, and we'll keep you up to date on what's going on with the NBA trade deadline, which is Thursday at 3, but there is some movement. So uh, still a bunch to get to this afternoon. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Is milk liquid cow? Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.